Hello everybody, I'm David with Preach the Word Ministry. Welcome back to our series on Bible interpretation. Today we're going to be speaking on emphasize what God emphasizes. I don't know if you've noticed, but as you read your Bible, there'll be a lot of redundant statements or a lot of paraphrase of the same thing over and over and over. And basically you want to emphasize what God emphasizes. The Bible, notice we have four Gospels. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So God tried to emphasize the good news, the gospel. Some people are weirded out because, you know, you think about it, we have First and Second Kings, and then we have First and Second Chronicles. So he's trying to emphasize the history of Israel, you know, and there are a lot of times in the Bible, you'll read where someone will say something like, you know, build the tabernacle like this, or build Aaron's clothing like that. And then he went and built Aaron's clothing like this. And then he went and built the tabernacle like that. And some would be like, well, that's redundant. Like, why is he just, he, he, he said he's going to do it, and then he goes and does it. Emphasize what God is trying to emphasize. There is a reason, the, I've heard it said that nothing in the Bible is incidental, coincidental, or accidental. So if we see things in the Bible that seem to keep popping out at us, emphasize that because God is trying to drill a point home. This is a really good rule of Bible interpretation because if you emphasize what God emphasizes, then you're on the right track to understanding the Bible as a home, uh, as a whole. What do I mean by that? Well, think of it like this, you know, some famous passages, because I'm not going to take you to any like certain texts. You know, there's a lot that we could go to to prove this. Like, for instance, Ephesians 2.89, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It's the gift of God and not of works as any man should boast. So notice that it just reiterates itself. It's basically, when I go out soul winning, I've explained this to friends and family that, you know, a lot of people are in all different walks of life and understand things to different leveling degrees. And God basically in his word, he wants people to be saved. The Bible says God's not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. So basically, I believe that there are a lot of redundant and, and different paraphrases of the same statement because to one person, it'll make sense. And to another person, the other will make sense. They're both saying the exact same thing, but to two different or three different or 20 different people, they can all... You've heard it said, well, this is true to me. Well, this is true to me. The Bible says that there's one truth. Jesus Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's not a truth. It's the truth. No man goes unto the Father but by him. So basically, we as Christians, we believe in absolute morality and absolute truths. So I believe God used redundant statements to get people to understand this. This is an example of what I'm t telling you. Uh, if you would, go to Romans chapter 11, verse 6. The Bible reads, And if by grace, then is it no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then is it no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. So God's showing us it's either grace or it's work. If it's of grace, it can't be of work. If it's of work, it can't. It, you, you would think, you read this, you're like, hello, yeah, that's obvious. But some people need some reiteration of, a, of what's known as a proof text or to understand what God is emphasizing. Emphasize it when you preach, when you soul win, when you give the gospel. Emphasize what God emphasizes. And I'll leave you on one last passage to understand what I'm talking about. Because we, you know, 
make sure when you go out soul winning, you, if the person understands the plan of salvation and they believe, help them to call upon the name of the Lord. This is what's known as the sinner's prayer. And when you do this, this will help you know, people to understand what it is they're asking for salvation. And the famous passage that we go to in reference to the sinner's prayer or calling upon the name of the Lord is Romans 10, 9. Notice what it says. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So through 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, basically the same emphasis is you got to ask for salvation once you believe. You don't know what you believe because no one has told you about it. Now that you've heard about it, you need to ask. It's literally reiterating itself over and over. And this is a good rule of thumb. You need to remember when interpreting your Bible is to make sure you emphasize what God emphasizes. All right, we'll see you in the next video. Aloha.